Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. I love seeing people find their purpose. And that's one of Crystal and I's favorite things in the world. And, uh, but but uh, we're so uh, amazed at what God has done uh, at the Church RC and what he continues to do. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just an incredible, uh, it's, it's been an incredible journey. Amen. Anytime you jump anywhere by faith, uh, it is the, one of the scariest things that you'll ever do, but it is one of the funnest things that you'll ever do. And I look back and I think about what would, what would have happened if I wouldn't have. You know, and I think that that's, that's, a, that's a crazy question because I wouldn't have known any of you. And I wouldn't have the, the staff that I have. And I wouldn't, I, we wouldn't have seen over 2,000 salvations. And, and, you know, all of these things are just because God put a dream in our heart and we decided, you know what, yes, I'm willing to do it. And so uh, if you don't know, my name is Brian Sparks. I'm lead pastor here at the Church RC. And, and today we are celebrating three years as a church. Come on. Three years. Time flies when you're having fun. That's what they say. And, and uh, it's, it's amazing uh, to see that, that it's, it's been three years, and I know that this is just the beginning. And so uh, it, it's, it's, it's really awesome to see everything that God is doing. And, uh, and so, uh, but we do things a little bit different uh, uh, on our birthday is what we like to do is we, we do a vision Sunday is what we do. We actually stop and we pause our, uh, whatever we're doing and we say, hey, we're going we're gonna to refocus and we're just going to, because here's the deal is that it's so important for us as a church to have vision of where God is taking us. Are you with me? It's not me because I can know where I'm going. But if you don't know where we're going as a church, because here's the thing is that it is not about a platform. It's not about a platform. It's about people parking cars and people rocking babies and it's it's about people serving coffee it's about people setting up sound systems it's about all of these things playing drums or keyboard or whatever whatever it is it's about all of those things and so we have to be as a church in unison knowing where God is taking us if we want to make the biggest impact on this world that we can amen and so before I jump in uh, let's go come on everybody give it up for our online community uh, come on we love you. Thank you so much for listening. It's amazing. Uh, they were, uh, I was, I was uh, talking, and, and you know, my wife is a numbers girl, and she gave me the, the numbers, and it was amazing to see how many downloads we'd had of the podcast, but we have 13 countries that listen on a regular basis, 13 different countries. That's incredible. Technology is awesome, right? And, uh, so anyways, if you got a Bible, turn to Proverbs 29, 18. Proverbs 29, 18, and, and I'm just going to give a little bit of, uh, I'm going to read scripture that we're going to just kind of talk a little bit, and then I'll get into my message, but uh, I'll just talk about the vision. Proverbs 29, 18, it says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? 
Amen. Well, Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, I thank you for what you've done at this church and what you're continuing to do. And thank you for every person that is here today. Lord, they're not here by accident, but they're here because they have a purpose. And Lord, we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. Three years, you know, it's, it's been amazing. And, and just to kind of let y'all know that, you know, obviously I know that you walked into a school today, right? You walked into a school, but, but I, I also want you to know that this is not the fulfillment of the promise, okay? This is not, we're not like, okay, well, we're in a school, we're happy. The reason why we meet in a school uh, is because we don't have a building, right? Obviously, right? We don't have a building. And, and uh, if you're new here, you probably don't know this, but we are in a building initiative called Heart for the House. And what we are doing is, is we are raising funds uh, to, to, to be able to break ground and build a building. Now, I'll just tell you this, that when you, when you need to know that uh, we have everything done. Architecture work's done. Come on, we've got approval from the state. We've got approval from the city. Like, we are, we are moving forward. We've already paid cash for land. Come on, we own the land. And, uh, and so God, is, God has done incredible. We bought land. We paid cash for land in our first year, yes. which is just amazing. And, and at that time, we were only uh, uh, two or 300. And, so, and it's just amazing to see what God has done. But now then, guess what? God always takes you and, and you think, man, this is a big step of faith. Because for us, Cash for land was a huge step of faith, but now then it's like, okay, now then we got a building. And a building is a lot more than the land. And, uh, and just so y'all know, it costs a lot of money to build a building. Uh, you know, I was telling somebody, we, it'll be a 650-seat auditorium, which is going to be incredible. That's, uh, that, that's like going to be awesome. And, uh, and we're going to have plenty of room for kids and we've got all of the stuff laid out. And so, but I just want to kind of give you an update on that. Uh, so we did a heart for the house campaign. We launched it. Uh, and, and in a few months, uh, well, in, in that time we had $540,000 pledged for the year. And, uh, which is, is amazing. I mean, we, we, our goal is to reach a million. Okay, we're going to reach a million dollars. We're going to we're going to be able to put a million dollars down to our building. That's our goal, so that we don't have this huge amount of debt, right? Because I don't want to be in debt. Because if you're in debt, it's hard to make a difference. Are you with me? So so uh, we don't want huge debt. So we want to be able to put a million dollars down to our building. And as soon as we raise a million dollars, then we'll be able to we're, we're gonna we're gonna break ground. We're gonna move forward. So far, we've ro- raised one hundred sixty nine thousand two hundred forty five dollars and seventy six cents. Come on, which is awesome. And uh, and so we're just gonna and people go well. When are we gonna build? We move at the speed of your generosity. And I'm not a pastor who's going to get up and twist arms, and, and I'm not going to do that. I, I'm just not. I, I believe this, that God's timing is perfect. Yes. And we're going to just sit back, and we're going to enjoy the journey. Because here's the thing is a building is not the, is not the end-all, be-all of this church. Yes. Because guess what? There will be another building that comes along. There will be another building. We're going to just continue to build buildings and grow as God brings the people. But here's the deal is that that's not all there is. Because if that's all there is and that's all our goal is, is to get into a building. When we get into a building, we will stop making an impact in our community. And that, so that is not our goal is just, oh, I just, I can't wait to get it. Now, is it going to be awesome to not have to set all of this stuff up? Absolutely. But guess what? That's not it. 
The reason why we're here, I did not come to this community to build a building. I came to this community to impact people. That's why you're here. And so we're still uh, continuing to make a difference. And I just want you to know that this church is such a generous church. It really is a generous church. And, and y'all give. And I want you to know this. That I'm going to show you a video in just a second. But I want you to know that you're, you, you are making a difference, not just in this community, but all around the world. Take a look at this video. Jim Kyle's from the church in Rosenberg, Texas. We want to send a huge shout out to Pastor Brian and Crystal Sparks and the Church RC. We love you guys. Thank you for all of your love. Thank you for all of your support. You guys have helped us be the hands and feet to those that have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. Without you, it would have been impossible to do what we have been doing. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done to help us be the hands and feet and to help help support those that have been most affected by the hurricane. We love you guys. God bless. Thanks for everything. That's what you're doing. Did you see all of that stuff behind them? Guess what? You were a part of that. And, and this was a past, this is a pastor friend of mine, uh, in, in the Houston area and we knew, we knew him. And so as soon as I found out about what was going on, I called him, what can we do? And he said, we, we just need money. Like we have a huge amount of need. We can get the material. We need money. And so that's what we did as a church. We sent them money. And he was able to buy a lot of the supplies that he needed. Come on. And he's making a difference. It's amazing to see. What you, what you don't know is that they're going in and they're rescuing people. They were going in and rescuing people in boats. And people were giving their life to Jesus because the church was the first person that they saw. And they're saying, you're helping us in. You're, you're helping us out. And they're saying, I need this in my life. It's amazing. That's what the church is. It's making a bigger difference then you realize, you know, here's the deal is as a church, I always like to, we just like to refocus and we like to say, this is our goals. Cause here's the deal. Again, we want you to know the goal the, we, we want you as a church. If you come to this church, we want you to do four things, right? Can you do four things? Come on. This is our goal for every person that attends the church RC. We want you to do four things. The first thing that we want every person to do is we want them to encounter Jesus. Wow. That's, that's a, that is amazing, right? Rev, revelation right there. We have a desire that every person that comes into the church, in fact, our, our vision statement for the church is to create an atmosphere for people to encounter Jesus. That's what we want. That, that, that's all we, that all of this is to create an atmosphere so that you can encounter Jesus. The reason why people rock babies is so that a mom who's, who is tired of rocking babies can come in and lift her hands and have an encounter with Jesus. Here's the deal is, is that, that I don't want you to have a religious experience. I want you to have a relationship experience with Jesus. Every person in here, we want you to have an encounter with Jesus. You see this over and over and over again in the Bible. When somebody had an encounter, it didn't matter where they were at. It didn't matter what social economic background they were from, but whenever they encountered Jesus, everything in their life changed. And I believe that it's still happening today. You see it in the life of Drew, who we just saw on the video. It's something about it. When you come in and you really see how much Jesus loves you, how much Jesus really cares about you, how much he really has a plan and a purpose for your life, all of a sudden it changes everything. People are sick of religion. What they need is an encounter 
with Jesus. Jesus changed my life. Not religion. Jesus changed my life. Amen? The second thing we want you to do here at the church is we want you to find community. You are not meant to do life alone. God has never intended for you to be by yourself. Come on, it's not like that song, All By Myself. That's not what God wants for you. And I know that you think that I'm a self-made man or I'm a self-made woman, but the truth is is that you need people in your life. And if you're really honest, you would say this, it's not working out so well me trying to do it all on my own. I'm trying to carry stuff. I'm trying to do things all by myself. And the truth is, is some of you are struggling with some things in your life. And if you would just come in and you would just open up, if you could find somebody that you could be vulnerable around and say, you know what? I'm struggling in this area. I'm struggling in my marriage. I'm struggling in my finances. Here's the thing is that life change happens in circles, not rows. When you come in and you begin to make friends, come on, you need friends in your life. And when you begin to make, you, you make some friends in your life and you can come in and be honest and say, you know what, I, I, it, it, things aren't going good. Things aren't going good. I love what Pastor Lawrence was, uh, we had our, our uh, Dream Team conference yesterday and he was talking, which was awesome. Come on, it was awesome. That's one reason you want to be on the Dream Team is Dream Team conference. But, but uh, he came in and, and he said he, he got up and he had come through a hard life. He had been on drugs and all this different stuff, and he had known a pastor for several years, and every time they would meet, come on, you know the the classic saying is, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, that's just what you do. It doesn't matter that your dog died and you lost your house, and it doesn't matter. You still say, I'm good, and and they would continually do this. Well, he just just got up and opened up about his past. You know, he was addicted to drugs. He had done all this. God set him free, and something about that changed everything, and the next time he saw that pastor... He went up and he said, hey, how are you doing? And he pulled him close. This pastor pulled him close and said, I'm not good. Can I talk to you? And all of a sudden, healing begins to come in. See, the Bible says this, confess your sins to one another. Confess your faults to one another so that you may be healed. God's desire for you is not behavior modification. It's healing. That's what God wants for your life, and that's what happens in community. Amen? The third thing we want you to do is we want you to discover your purpose. Discover your purpose. Every person in here, has a pl- God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life, and I want you to understand that God has a desire. Here's the deal. is not for you to come in and sit in chairs and critique the service. God, there's not a spiritual gift of criticism. And if you're looking for a perfect church, I can tell you this, you have not found it. Okay? You're sitting next to some jacked up people. And the truth is, is they're sitting next to you and you're jacked up too. The, the, the goal for every person is to find a purpose that God has put on your life. And you say, you can sit back, and here's the deal is that it's not your job, it's not your purpose. Your, God has not put you here on this earth to earn a paycheck, suck air, and die. That's not what he's put you here for. He's put you here on this earth to make a difference in people's lives. We want you to find your purpose. And one way we do that is through our next steps process. Next steps actually is taking place today. And uh, what we do, it's a pretty awesome deal. You come in, you get to find out more about the church. Uh, and we get to find out more about you. We take care of your kids. We feed you food. 
It's good. I mean, free lunch. Come on, somebody. After church, free lunch. It's like, it's a win-win. And then what happens is, is you come in and, and, and what we want to do is not just tell you about what we are, uh, what we are about and what we're called to, but we want to find out what you're called to. And we want to get you plugged in and serving so that you can fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life. We want you to discover your purpose. The last thing that we want you to do as a church is we want you to impact your world. We want you to impact your world. You know, I think a lot of times we get so focused on the problems of the world that we don't look at the problems in our world. We're so focused on what Trump said that we're not listening to what the clerk just said about how she's struggling. We don't look at the pain in somebody's eyes. We don't look at the thing that's going. We don't look at that. And God is saying this, I want you to impact your world. I've given you a sphere of influence. And what you have to understand is every person in here has a sphere. You have people in your life that I will, may never meet, I may never talk to. It's not my job as a pastor. My job as a pastor is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Every one of you, if you love Jesus, you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not my job as a pastor. If you think that that's my job, then you are, you are very wrong. You can look at the Bible. My job is to equip you and to send you out to make a difference in your world, to impact your world world, which brings us to today's message. Are you ready? You good? This year, uh, every year what we do is we pray and we come out with a different theme. And, uh, and, and the reason why we, it's not really a theme and a catchy title as much as it is, God, where are you leading us? We, we always have the same vision. We always have the same goal. That doesn't change. But God, what are you saying in this moment? You know, and, and, and this last year, we were just coming out of, the, our theme for last year was come as you are, because we wanted you to know that it didn't matter who, what, where you were coming from, what you had done or anything, you can just come as you are. That's what, that was the message of the gospel. That's what Jesus preached. I don't care what you heard some other pastor preach. What Jesus preached was you can come as you are. He'll fix you if you just come as you are. You just keep showing up. Jesus just keeps working on you, right? That's the way it works. But this, this year... When we were praying about it and we we came up with this, and we want you to know that you are the one. You are, I I know some of you are going, I'm not the one. I mean, maybe somebody else, Jesus is the one. It's all about, yeah, we understand that. It's all about Jesus. There's no question about that. But here's the deal is that you are the one. A lot of times we're looking at everybody else and we're pointing fingers and we're expecting somebody else to fix a problem that we see. We expect our government to fix a problem that we see. We we expect uh, the mayor to fix a problem that we see. We expect the principal to fix a problem that we see. We expect the pastors to fix a problem that we see. And the thing that you need to understand is that you're pointing out problems and God's pointing at you saying, you are the one. You're the one. You see a problem, God has let you see it. He has opened your eyes because he wants to say this. You are the one. You're the one. I love this in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. It says this. But you are the ones 
chosen by God, chosen for a high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. You are the ones. You're the one to do the work of God here on this earth. You are the one. And we're going to keep saying this over and over and over and over again because we want you to understand that God has a purpose for your life and you are the one to make a difference in this world. You're the one. You're the one. All throughout Scripture, you'll see this. God has always used a person to fulfill his purpose. He has always used a person to fulfill the purpose that he has. I love this. In Joshua 1, 6, it says this. God is speaking to Joshua and says, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land that I swore to them. Joshua, I'm sure in that moment, was thinking, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. What are you talking about? I'm not. I've got to lead all of these people into a land that you promised. And God says, "You're the one to do it." First Samuel sixteen twelve. So Jesse sent for David, and the Lord said, "This is the one. Come on, anoint him." I love this because God anoints David to be king. He said, this is the one, even though the Bible says that he knows the end from the beginning. And he knew that David would have some struggles. He would have some issues. In fact, David was one of these guys that, uh, that he, even though he was the king, he decided that he was going to sleep with a girl that was married. And then, then he got this girl pregnant. Come on. And, uh, that's not good. He's got a reputation to uphold. So what he does is he has the husband killed. And in 2 Samuel, you'll see it later on, after all of this comes out and the prophet comes to him, God still looks down and says, you're the one. And some of you are sitting back and you're talking about your problems and the things that you've done in your past. And you're sitting back going, man, I can't be the one. You don't know. I cussed out my wife today. You don't understand. I've got some issues. I yelled at my kids and said some things that I shouldn't have. I stole a pen at work. I'm not the one. And God is saying, you're the one. Here's the thing is it's never been about how good you are. It's about how good God is. And God is always using people to accomplish his purpose here on this earth. He's building his church. But let's just be honest. Jesus isn't going to come down here in the flesh and set up chairs. You're the one. You're the one. You're the one that God wants to use. See, here's the thing is the dream team has gotten a hold of this, and that's why they do it. It's not because they're less busy than you. It's because they understand that I am the one to make a difference. I am the one that sets up a chair that somebody sits in that gives their life to Jesus. I'm the one. You're the one. Acts 1.8 says this. Jesus was talking. He says, but you shall receive power. Come on, say, I shall receive power. 
When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, you shall be witnesses. You are the one. Today I want you to leave knowing a couple of things. I want you to know this, number one, that you are the one that God has chosen. You are the one that God has chosen. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are the one that God has chosen. There's nothing like the feeling of being chosen. I, I can remember uh, being in school at recess. And come on, you know, you know how it is. Everybody gets in line, and you're standing in line, and then there's a captain. And they're sitting there, and there's, there's this nervousness. Oh, man, don't let me be picked last. Right? right? Oh, come on. Come on, pick me. Pick me, pick me, come on, pick me. You have this, come on, man. Oh, man, yeah, I know, I would have picked him too. But, but, but come on, pick me, pick me. Pick. There's something about it when they call your name. Yeah. Come on, you walk different. You talk different. All of a sudden, you're involved in the team call. Hey, yeah, pick him. Yeah, man, he, he's got a mean right kick. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're sitting here, and you're, you're talking. Like, everything changes when you understand that you've been chosen. And I feel like there's a lot of you that are on the sidelines waiting on God to pick you. And what you don't understand is that he has already called you by name. You're standing on the sidelines, and God's saying, I've already chosen you to do something. You just need to step out some, from the sideline and get in the game. It's time for you to stop wondering, what am I called to do? And it's it's time for you to start answering the call that he's put on your life. You're the one that God has chosen. You're the one that God, here's the deal, is that God has such a plan and such a purpose for you. I, I, I love this because in, in Genesis, whenever, whenever God put Adam in the garden, he said, I want you to work. And what that word work means is I want you to become. It literally means this, I want you to become. And God did the same thing. He said this, whenever, before you, before you were even a seed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I called you for a purpose. I want you to know that you are here and you are chosen by God. You are a seed. And God said this, I want you to become something great. I have a call on your life. You're not here by accident. You are here on purpose. You are the one. God has chosen. He says this, I want you to become. I want you to become what I've created you to be. You are chosen by God. The second thing that you need to know is that you are the one that God has positioned. You're the one that God has positioned. God's put you here in Royce City, Texas for a reason. You're the one that God's positioned. Psalm 37, 23 says this, the steps of a good man or woman, come on, are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his ways and blesses his path. God has positioned you and he is ordaining your steps. 
You know, I think this, it's, it's amazing to see because God is always working a plan. And a lot of times what we think is a setback, God is saying it's a setup. I heard an amazing story about a Christian guy who, uh, he was a chicken farmer. Man, I, you ever smell a chicken house? Whew. Bad. I was from Sulphur Springs. You get at them every now and then. And, and here's the deal is that, uh, but he was a chicken farmer and he was trying to make his mark. He was trying to make his way and and uh, he, had, he had been on a business trip, and, and uh, on this business trip, he had went and pitched the idea, trying to sell to a, to a large chicken processor, and it just didn't work out. And to add a little bit of insult to injury, he shows up at the airport and finds out his flight is canceled. He's reroute. They set him up on another flight. He's frustrated. He's aggravated because it's a wasted trip, and he he, so he's, he's, he's like, okay, fine, it's whatever, you know. And so he gets on the plane, he sits down, and he looks at the guy next to him and just starts having a conversation. And in this conversation, he finds out that he's not sitting just next to anybody, he's sitting next to the CEO of Tyson. And in a moment, everything changed. In a moment, he said, hey, I would like to do dealings with you. I like the way you do it. All of a sudden, they exchange cards, and now then all of a sudden, his business explodes. Here's the deal is that God, if you would start looking at it a little bit differently, sometimes you're just sitting back thinking about, oh, woe is me. And God is saying, you don't understand. Open your eyes, dummy. I positioned you. I put you in this place for a reason. I need you to open your eyes and understand that I have positioned you, and I've placed you. You are the right person. You are in the right place. God has positioned you. What if we just started walking around like that? What if we really started walking around with that kind of confidence? Huh? Oh, there's a promotion up for work? I'm the one. I'm the one that God wants to promote. Well, that would be arrogant. No. What, what if you started thinking that way? What if we started looking at everything in our life like I am the one? Huh? What if we started going, you know what? Yeah, I am the one. Why, why am I pointing at somebody else? And why don't I start saying, you know what, God? I am the one you want to bless. Yes. Come on. I am the one to feed the hungry. Yes. I am the one to give thirsty, the thirsty a drink. I am the one to serve others. I am the one to get promoted at work. I am the one to have a healthy, thriving marriage. I am the one to carry a message of hope to a world that seems to have lost it. You are the one. Come on, touch three people and say, you are the one. You are the one. You're the one. God has chosen you. God has positioned you. And he sent a bald man to Roy City, Texas, to tell you, you're the one. You're the one. You're the one that God's called. You're the one that God has chosen. You know, every one of you, today, you got a, you got a book called The Story of Us. I love these. We always come up with them once a year. I work really hard on it. All the creative elements are mine. If there's anything that you don't like, Crystal Figueroa came up with that. 
No, but our, our creative team works really hard. It's the story of us. And in this, you'll flip through and you'll, you'll get a letter from us. and You'll see about what we're about. And then you'll see our purpose is to encounter Jesus. And you're going to read some stories that are just awesome to see what God is doing. Not just in this church, but in the lives of the people in this church. Because here's the thing is that every person has a family. And every family has people in it that, are, that are, need, are, are being touched on a regular basis. And I love this because we're, we're, we're making a difference. And at the very back of the book, you're going to see some blank pages. Because the story of us isn't complete without your story. It's not complete. The story of us has you in it. And I think that some of you have been looking at someone else and saying, they're the ones, but I'm not the one. And God is saying this today. You are the one. You are the one that I have chosen. You are the one that I have positioned. And it's time that you start writing your story. It's time that you say, you know what? I'm I'm tired of just living day to day, eking through life. I want to fulfill a call. I want to fulfill a purpose. I am the one that God has positioned. Ryan, I'm too messed up. I've got too many issues. I've got things that I've done wrong. The problem is, is that you're letting your past hold the pen to your destiny you're letting hurt hold the pen to your future you're letting disappointment write down what's going to happen in the future and it's time to once and for all say God I'm taking the pen from my past I'm taking the pen from from disappointment and I'm giving the pen to you. God, I'm giving you the pen and I'm saying, write whatever you want through me. I'm not pointing to someone else. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm saying I am the one to make a difference in the world around me. Amen. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.